0: Day 306.
1: Welcome to Word in 3D. We are promoting God's Word so that there won't be destruction. Hosea 4 and 6 says, My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you as my priests. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I also will ignore your children. We are transforming our imagination and gaining eternal perspective by reading, reflecting, and praying God's complete word together. As Romans 12 and two says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Glory to God.
2: the source the creator the beginning the end the same as yesterday today and forever lord and for that you are worthy to be praised lord we come to you and your humble servants who because of your mercy are still here and because of your grace we're still alive lord and once again come to you because you're worthy to be praised lord lord thank you for delivering us the word so that we may know the truth and the light Lord, allow our vessels to be filled with the truth and allow your light to emanate from us so that all may see and all may be in wonder because of the god that we serve let the words let the words penetrate us today lord And let them elevate us so that we can become beacons so others may see the glory that you bestow on all those who abide in your word and abide in your
0: ways. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise God. For today's reading, we have Psalms 119, verse 145 to 152. Then we're going to... Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1 to 13 and then Joel chapter 2 verse 18 to chapter 3 verse 21 we're actually going to just go from Joel chapter 1 to 3 kind of catch up on uh, the weekend the first up is Psalm.
2: can I what's up yeah sorry I was just gonna say can I I can see that
0: somewhere can I see the the oh the screen gotcha mm -hmm. yeah Thank you for pointing that out. There we go. All right, first up, Psalms 119, verses 145 to 152. You wanna start us off, David? Yeah, I gotta get there.
2: Hold on one second. Psalms 119. 119. Um Versus 145, okay. Uh, 145, 145, 145. Bear with me, bear with me. 145. Okay. Okay. I cry out with my whole heart hear me O lord i will keep your statutes i cry out to you save me and i will keep your testimonies i rise before the dawning of the morning and cry for help i hope in your word my eyes are awake through the night watches that i may meditate in your word i hear my voice according to your love and kindness O Lord, revive me according to your justice. They draw near who follow after wickedness, and they are far from your law. I hear you are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are truth. Concerning your testimonies, I have known of that you have founded them forever. Consider my affliction and deliver me. For I do not forget your law. Plead my cause and redeem me. Revive me according to your word.
0: Amen. Is that 152? We stopped at 152. Oh, 15... Yeah. Oh, uh,
2: okay. Sorry, I stopped at 154. Okay. <laughs> that's alright. I think uh, once again, obviously, this is a psalm. You know, we're 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 hearing we're hearing a. Uh, in a reflection and it's also sort of a, a form of instruction of what does it mean to truly pour out yourself for God. Um, I'm getting a sense of, once again, the, you know, when when they say cast your cares, cast all your cares onto him, you know, I'm seeing this occurring here. Um, where it goes um, on 143, it's like, the trouble and anguish have overtaken me, yet your commandments are my delight. You know, your righteousness is your testimony. There's a part where um, I cry out with my whole heart. You know, it's telling me, it's giving me instruction, saying, it's okay to truly be vulnerable. Um, it's a chance for for us as believers to, Maybe in reality, the first time you can truly be who you are in the, in your most realist sense, because the difference is the person who's hearing you truly does know what you're saying past your words, um, there's a part where he's saying, um, Oh, revive me. Um, like the, they draw near, that's 149 and 150. They draw near who follow after with wickedness. They are far from your law. Like, you know, the world is, the world is, is is closing in, you know? Um, the world is full of reproach. The world is full of anti you, you know? It's hard to live in this world because you are seemingly alone because if you're of the world, we're against you and if we're with you we're against the world. So that makes us quite lonely in this world. But in in the way he's talking, it is you can see the intimacy that has been created between um, the, the writer and God and and it is just a reflection of, of how close and the type of conversation that you can truly have. I think sometimes as believers, we tend to believe because of the, you know, the, the relig- religiosity of, of this world. We think that we need to follow certain um, precepts and the way we pray and the way we say things. So we're like, oh, okay, I got to say these things in a certain way or something like that. But in reality, you could just talk
3: mm. and
2: you can just reveal and you can just peel away and you can just release um, and in a sense, that is what God actually wants, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, I've ever been um, me and Brother Aaron. We were talking about, um, you know, talking about what does it mean to to give yourself to God, and and the contrary to belief of thinking you have to do the sinner's prayer. You know, when when the that criminal next to Jesus, you know, he got saved mm-hmm. by saying two words remember me and um, you know that's just a clear example of where once again being human um, versus being um,
0: a, a spiritual entity which we are mm-hmm. um, changes who we are. there's different between words that we speak and, and what's really on our heart you know God understands the the meaning behind our words not just what we're speaking as it uh i remember i'm recalling this the scripture that talks about um, these people honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me you know it's like we have to do more than just lip service it's like what are we doing with our hands and what are we doing after you know where are our feet going after we have heard the word of god where is our mind and our mental attitude at you know um it's more than just you know I'm saying this. I'm just, I'm just talking this. We have to live this. This has to be, when we talk about wholehearted, I mean, that's what we're talking about. Like everything within us. I call with all my heart, answer me, Lord, and I will obey your decrees. This is not something where we can have like one foot in God and then one foot in the world and then try to, you know, when, when you go on a roller coaster ride, they tell you to put your, your whole body in because <laughs> if you don't, something going to get chopped off. You know, and so when we come in the presence of God, God, we it's just like we have to have the respect and reverence and understanding that he's not to be played with. He's not some, some. he's not a fool, you know, that we think we can give half-hearted to him. And then, you know, on the rest of our, our life, it's just like, you know, playing around. Um, It is really something that, and I think you pointed out too, you know, we can be vulnerable, you know, with our whole heart. We don't have to hide stuff from God. And uh that's when we when we give our whole heart, man, he does great things. Aaron, let's hear from you. You got your hand up.
1: Amen. Thank you. Yeah, that uh I remember when, when Dave and I were talking about that and it was funny because at first he's like kind of sharing with me about an experience, and I'm kinda of asking, like, oh, well, did we? You know say the lord's prayer you know and i guess i just have i just associated with like you know somehow like walking through that process but it was neat as we talked through it realizing that no it's not necessarily like a certain prescription or a certain order of words you can say but it's about the position of your heart you know and it's about where you're really at and uh and somebody may say it like this, somebody may say it like that, but the essence is that, you know, that you believe in your heart that Jesus died and then rose from the dead and you confess with your mouth in some form or fashion that he is Lord. And it was so neat how, how he was sharing with me and it was encouraging and reminding about how the, the, um, the criminal there at the cross when, when Jesus was being crucified, when he's saying, remember me, it's acknowledging and so i believed it so i said remember me because i really think that you are who you claim to be um and that's that true testament of faith and then i think specifically in this uh, reading it was the second part of 147 i have put my hope in your word and i think that's really the the core of it i trust in you You this Mm. idea of hope is like what i'm expecting to happen i don't see it yet but i'm counting on it coming so i hope on it i have put my hope in your word we we put our hope in god you know and it's and and i may not articulate it the same way but my heart is in that same position and i'm so thankful that it can be like that too you know doesn't have to be a certain specific uh phrase Mm -hmm. or certain specific language but the heart of the matter is there the heart of the matter is christ
0: amen wow that is wow let's go to um uh, monique she has a hand up
4: um yeah I just this um, and it's been a minute since i've been able to like um be a part of this but i'm excited to be back
0: yes welcome back um,
4: thank you um this just is, is, is sticking out to me because of um, the message that Aaron preached yesterday and the, the Aaron that, um, that that pastor Brown preached yesterday on our intimate relationship with Jesus and, um, and Aaron, you know, that what's love got to do with it, everything. And um, just, you know, the, the hope that we put in his word, like Aaron just said, you know, and I, and I see this, these verses and talking about nighttime, you know, that even in the darkness, our mind, our thoughts meditating on God, um, and then recognizing here, like that he hears our voice, um, not according to what we actually are seeing with our lips, maybe, but even with our thoughts, according to his loving kindness. Mm-hmm. And, um, just, just the intimacy of just laying in your bed and in my thoughts and and where they go and, and the choice he gives us to meditate on him and to come to him and how intimate that is and, um, and how, in, how important that relationship is, the intimacy with him. But in yesterday's message too, like that's a reflection of our relationships throughout the day with the world. that loving kindness
3: that's good
0: what are we thinking inside what is our mental attitude what is our heart position that's what i'm hearing it's like it's more than just lip service that has us to think because you know when we open up we talk about transforming our imagination uh renewing our our mind it's like Before we even can ask God or understand what his will is, it's like we have to first have the standard input into our hearts to understand like, you know, you know, we, in order to test something good, it's like we have to have a tongue (laughs) and God basically gives us a tester when, when we go through this word to understand like, okay, what is, is my imagination even in the right place? You know, um. And it's crazy because everything we do flows from the imagination. That's why God wants us to have a pure heart. Our heart is the reproductive uh, organ of the of the soul, of like the spiritual things. It's like whatever is in our heart, that's what we're going to pass on to another generation or just another person. And so that's why God's like, man, let us have a, a clean heart, you know, because that affects everything that we do. All the issues of life come from our heart and so it's not just what the words we say it's like what are the what's the heart behind that you know that's that's this is powerful stuff thank you guys for sharing um david would you lead us in a prayer just that we remember and retain all this
2: yes lord um lord father um you know who are in heaven lord with hallowed is in that lord we come to you and humble servants to recognize your greatness to recognize your your being unlimited being everywhere in all places and unlimited power Lord all we need to do is look outside to see your greatness and to see what miraculous things can be created by you and for you and all this Amazingness was made for us, so that we may recognize you, Lord. Allow us to to open our eyes to your grandeur that you have created and placed and provided for us, so that we may live and live purposely to give you glory, Lord. Here, in the word of Psalms, we're 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 reminded. That it's the intimacy in the relationship with Christ, our God, is what we are truly seeking. And 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 sometimes we can get so caught up in the in the religious confines that man always wants to put and create on things that we forget that that you know, regardless of what the people say, Jehovah has the final say. Jehovah knows your heart. Yes. Even when the world can tell you you're wrong, you will know you're right because I am following you, Lord. Lord, allow us to be brave and bold in your word, mm-hmm. in your mercy, and through that, we know that we will be protected in the shade of your right hand, and as we abide in you, we'll be a reflection of you in all the days of our life. inshallah. In Jesus' name we pray.
0: Amen. Amen. Up next, we have Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 through 13. And uh, Aaron, would you read that for us?
1: Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had good news proclaimed to us, just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them, because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. Now we who have believed enter that rest, just as God said. So I declared on oath in my anger they shall never rest. They shall never enter my rest. And yet his works have been finished since the creation of the world. For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words. On the seventh day, God rested from all his works. And again in the passage above he says, they shall never enter my rest. Therefore, since it remains for some to enter that rest, and since those who formerly had good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience, God again set a certain day, calling it today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would have not spoken later about another day. There remains, then, a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us, therefore, make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following the example of disobedience. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing the soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Mm. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him whom we must give
0: account. Amen. Wow. That is leading into what we just read. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 to 13. What stood out to you? What inspiration do we get from this passage? What type of instructions do we get from this passage?
2: Yes, that was um, definitely powerful. Um, Thank you for that. Wow. Okay. Praise God. I would go, I would go straight to um 12, 12, and 13 truly stand out to me. Why? Because what we just read, you know, yeah. obviously the Holy Spirit is guiding us into revealing the, the truth and the light. So, you know, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and the spirit and of the joints and the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart.
3: Hmm.
2: And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things naked and open to his eyes, to whom we must give account.
4: Hmm.
2: Um, You know, for me, this is just a very literal translation of God knows all. So, you know, for me, once again, it just reminds me that, once again, not only be transparent, but you are transparent to him, literally. And therefore, by hiding things, you're only limiting, you're only hurting yourself because you're only limiting your relationship. You're inhibiting yourself you're containing your your worship and your your ability to to grow in god mm-hmm. god is there already we're the ones who have to learn to open up ourselves so that we may be you know that 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 flow that flow and energy and and words and information can exchange freely right you know Man. only only we have the ability to get ourselves to the point where we can finally start to be, you know, to really start to receive, right? Mm-hmm. We need to be the ones to open ourselves up, you know? God is there already. God, it says, he is with you, you know? Emmanuel, he's with you, for you, and in you. Therefore, we are never alone. But but you can still feel alone. Whose fault is that? It's actually ours, right? You know, when, when, when you the fact that we know when we're doing things that are wrong and having thoughts that are wrong, recognizing that God already sees that. So, so, you know, who is man that you mind this, right. And and, who is man, you know, and who's man that you fear his reproach because in the end of the day, God is the one who is watching you, you know, and, you know, and for me, this is a real thing, like just recognizing that, we have to be so accountable to ourselves, but God already knows the truth. So um, this is just powerful. It's just a a literal reminder of him truly knowing all things and recognize the last part, it says, to whom we must give account, you know, he is the judge. And therefore the judge will, you know, the judge will do his job. Um, Just remember that. Um, in all
0: things that we do. Amen. Wow. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is definitely talking through this and judging our hearts and intents. And man, it's just like we, we have to remember, like, um man, it's it's just it's just a continual reminder of just like keeping our hearts <laughs> not in I like what you said. Don't inhibit because sometimes we hold stuff back. And that's holding us back. The things we hold back, hold us back. And we're not even realizing, look, God already sees all this stuff. He sees my tears. He sees my fears. He sees my hidden sins. He sees the sins I don't even see. And so I don't need to be fake in front of anybody. You know, I got it. If I'm fake in front of anybody, I'm only hurting myself, you know, um, Let's go to Monique. She had her hand up first.
4: Um the same verse that David just pointed out. Um the thoughts and intentions, you know, that this is this is um this is kind of speaking on our judgment. And like he said um that that he is all seeing, you know, um, and I think 12 points it out very clearly, like the double-edged sword, the division between soul and spirit. Like you just said, um, Michael, um, he sees our tears that are, are, are on, our, on our human bodies, but he sees our fears. So our thoughts and our intentions, what's in our heart. And he he discerns those things. Um, and um, that this is, this is kind of the measuring stick that, that we'll be judged by um, you know, because his, his word is so, so piercing, he's giving us clear instruction on how we should be with our bodies as his temple, mm-hmm. how we should be with our minds, you know, spiritually, um, be aiming to look like him and that, and that he's going to judge us. Mm-hmm. Um, and in verse 13, being naked and open, you know, that, that when judgment comes, we'll all be exposed and, and, you know completely defenseless um and, and no one will have a, a, an excuse that can be made mm-hmm. um we all have to give an account um to to god who, who who's seen everything um that we've been doing with our with our bodies that he gave us and with the minds that he gave us
0: mm. amen yes lord purify our hearts Cleans our minds and our imaginations. Let's go to Aaron.
1: Amen. Yeah, rich conversation here. Thank you. Oh, praise God. I um I just wanted to kind of add to it another dimension, how we're talking about in, in this passage, specifically about like the Sabbath and uh just just the importance and the value of Taking a day of rest, mm-hmm. taking some time of rest. Um, I thought it was really neat too there in verse eight, I believe. Kind of gives an example of like, you know, we hear that expression, like, oh, everything happens for a reason. You know, we hear that expression sometimes. Um, verse eight, for if Joshua had given them rest, um, uh, God would have not spoken later about another day. Just think about how sometimes things gotta go left in order for God to bring it back and make it right Um, but that we just got to endure he's got a plan and then verse nine there remains then a sabbath rest for the people of God for anyone who enters the rest also enters rest from their works just as God did let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following the example of disobedience you know there's this idea that goes around in the world that says you know I'd rather be tired than broke and I'll sleep when I die and all this kind of stuff. And while I'm not taking a shot at working hard and disciplining ourselves and pushing ourselves, um, we are taught in scripture to have a day of rest, Mm -hmm. to have a time of rest. And we look back over scripture, we see that not only did God command his people to take a time of rest, but it even goes further into looking at how do we let the crops rest? Yeah. Yeah. Let our farms and our workers and the animals rest. If you had a slave, you would keep them for a period of time and then you would set them free. Mm -hmm. So he just works in this, this, uh, this teaching and this statute around taking a time of rest and in true godly form, he set an example for us. When it says that he created the world in six days and on the seventh day he rested.
0: Amen. So surely if he was able to take a day off. Then we ought to too. You bring up a great point of rest, and uh, in ministry, there have been a lot of ministers who have fallen because they didn't take a rest. And uh, Angie Donaldson and her parents—they're, you know—they're big proponents of like pulling people out and be like, "Hey, you gotta stop. <laughs> you gotta stop right now and take care of your family. You gotta stop and take care of some things uh, personally because if you don't, um, you're gonna lose it." You're not just going to lose a a ministry. You're going to lose your own, you know, um, your own walk with God, you know, and uh, you see a lot of ministers walk away or fall into uh, sexual temptation and um, all these other temptations because they lose perspective. And when God is trying to get us to rest, it's like he's trying to give us back perspective so we can make sure that we restore things back the way they should be, not just doing a whole bunch of running on tasks on and on and on and on. Uh, it's kind of like your, your body, if your body is having cancer, it pours a lot of resources into a tumor and your body doesn't recognize Wait, Why am I pouring resources into this part of the body when it's not doing anything? And so I believe That rest gives us perspective to where in our lives we don't develop these pockets of cancer in our life to where we're pouring lots of time and resources into empty activities that don't bring community in the body of Christ or bring life, you know, that restores us. And I believe God has given us when we have that rest, he restores us. I mean, even the word rest has restore in it. Right. So when we rest in God's word. Basically, he's restoring us. And uh, we're coming back to the place just like a baby. A baby has no clue what is going on, but is resting in the arms of his parent. And as it rests, it grows. It gets nurtured. In the womb, it's nurtured. Outside the womb, it's nurtured. They, They have no clue. They're the most vulnerable thing. But God is saying, that's how you are. Don't think that you got this thing in your hand. I got you in my hand and you know rest in me and you're going to grow. And I'm telling you I've been experiencing that so much. Instead of trying to just ripping and running and going and and jumping and hopping over here, what we're doing this morning of resting in God's word. Man, this is what we're pouring our time into in order to really grow in a direction that's going to last forever. That's going to give us an everlasting um life. And so um any other thoughts? any other thoughts before we move on
1: real fast bro i'll just say that um i know one thing that what god convicted me personally around rest was that for me it was born out of a pride Mm -hmm. you know i didn't want to take a day off because i had to do it because nobody else could do it that's the wrong thinking you know or just even greed too you know yeah i want more i want to have the edge i want to be able to blah 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 and if i go when they don't go then i can do things they don't do And but if it's the, if god told you to rest and you're already in violation and i'm putting my own wants and my own thoughts ahead of what he says mm-hmm. and now i'm in error mm-hmm. that was something i had to come to terms with humble yourself Adam, because guess what you're not the end-all be-all mm-hmm. and you need to go rest God says, "I'm gonna keep my, I'm gonna keep this thing turning." Okay. Yeah. I did it way before you, and I'm gonna do it <laughs> way after you.
0: Way before we even got here, it was already turning, and we just jumped in you the picture. Go ahead.
2: Um, so let me just add a little note. He just sort of prompted me as well. Thank you that for that. Um, thank you for everyone. Everyone said it was good, those were powerful words. I think that, you know, even the whole adage of you know. Yeah, like, you know, you know, sleep is for those who are broke, and um, things like that. What this is also saying is that that doesn't still mean you don't go hard. It's just saying, Mm -hmm. you should rest for one day. Mm -hmm. Because that's what God did, you know, you can go in every other day, Mm -hmm. you don't even need to sleep any other day, Mm -hmm. which is once again, um, that's just how hard you're going. And, you know, and it, it doesn't mean you can't go hard. Just follow my statutes, follow mm-hmm. my way, because this is the way, you know? Uh, I just feel like that doesn't mean that you can't do that. It just means you still rest.
3: Yeah.
0: So, um, Amen. yeah.
1: Amen.
3: Yeah,
0: go mm-hmm. hard, but God wants us to enjoy life. He wants us to enjoy life. God gives joy yeah. from us being... Uh, Having joy. He he doesn't get joy from us being terrible, miserable uh, uh people. You know, the joy of the Lord is my strength, you know, and that's just not about circumstances, about that's about our mental attitude, you know, understanding that everything that comes our way is just a strengthening tool, uh, to make us closer, wiser, uh more sensitive to what the spirit is saying and and, and multiplying uh the fruit. God, God, if God cuts us, it's because he wants to multiply us. You know, if we getting cut if, or something getting cut, it's because he's multiplying something and he's developing our character. Um, and, you know, going back to you were saying about the man on the cross who uh, asked God to, uh, you know, save his soul. You know, he was about to be put to rest. But he rested in God's word. And I think that's an important thing for us to remember is to rest in God's word because our thoughts can turn at night. A whole bunch of things can turn in our mind. But uh, when we're resting in God's word, we really truly have rest Um, just because we're trusting in him. And um, if we don't have any other words to say or uh, if God's not moving on your heart, if anybody else, uh, ask David to pray or you can pass it to someone.
2: Yes, yeah, so I'll pass it to um,
1: my brother Aaron. All right. Heavenly Father, God, we, we thank you, God. We thank you, and we and we um, we exalt you, we magnify you, Father. We testify to the fact, Lord God, just as we have read that your Word is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. Lord God, it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart, God. There is nothing in all creation that is hidden from your sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him whom we must give account. Father, you are there, you judge righteously. You judge fairly and truthfully. Lord God, and you have made every effort to lay out a path for us so that we don't have to walk into destruction. Lord God, you have shared your knowledge with us. You have shared your saving grace with us. You have shared the way for us to be reconciled back unto you, and it is through your Son, Jesus Christ. It's by grace through faith that we're saved. Lord God, so I thank you for that. When we say that your people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, but you have given the knowledge, God. Help us to share it so that there won't be destruction. Help us to walk in it so that we won't experience that destruction in ourselves. Lord God, and I pray that as we talked about rest, that you would help each one of us to find that time of rest in our schedules. Lord, that we'd be doing it out of obedience to you, that we would go hard and that we would put in work when it's time to work, amen. But then when it's time to rest, that we would go hard on the rest as well, amen. And that we protect and preserve that time, that we honor that time knowing that our rest in you, Father, you are restoring us and strengthening us and preparing us for what lies ahead. Help us to retain this, Lord, and take hold of it put it into our lives. Cause our good deeds to be seen, our lights to shine before men that they might glorify you in heaven. In
0: Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Working and resting in the Lord. Come on now. Last up is Joel chapter 2, verse 18. And we're going to chapter 3, verse 21. The Lord's answer. Then the Lord will be jealous for his land and take pity on his people. The Lord will reply to them, I am sending you grain, new wine and oil enough to satisfy you fully. Never again will I make you an object of scorn to the nations. I will drive you drive the northern army far from you, pushing it into a parched and barren land with its front columns going into the eastern sea and those in the rear into the western sea and its stench will go up, and its smell will rise. Surely he has done great things. Be not afraid, O land. Be glad and rejoice. Surely the Lord has done great things. Be not afraid, O wild animals, for the open pastures are becoming green. The trees are bearing their fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their riches. Be glad, O people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the autumn rains and his righteousness. He sends you abundant showers. Both autumn and spring rains, as before. The threshing floors will be filled with the grain. The vats will overflow with the new wine. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten. The great locusts and the young locusts. The other locusts and the locusts swarm. My great army that I sent among you. You will have plenty to eat until you are full. And you will praise the name of the Lord your God, who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. Then you will know that I am in Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and that there is no other. Never again, will, no, never again will my people be shamed. The day of the Lord. And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. From on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there will be deliverance. As the Lord has said, among the survivors whom the Lord calls. Chapter 3. And those days, at at that time, when I restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem, I will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. There I will enter into judgment against them concerning my inheritance, my people Israel. For they scattered my people, the nations, and divided up my land. They cast lots for my people and traded boys for prostitutes. They sold girls for wine that they might drink. Now, what have you against me, O Tyre and Sidon, and all your regions of Phyllis, Philistia? Are you repaying me for something I have done? If you are paying me back, I will swiftly and speedily return on your own heads what you have done. For you took my silver and my gold and carried off my finest treasures to your temple. You sold the people of Judah and Jerusalem to the Greeks, that you might send them far away from their homeland. See. I am going to rouse them out of the places to which you sold them, and I will return on your own heads what you have done. I will sell your sons and daughters to the people of Judah, and they will sell them to the Sabaeans, a nation far away. The Lord has spoken. Proclaim this among the nations, prepare for war, rouse the warriors, let all the fighting men draw near and attack. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weaklings say, I am strong. Come quickly, all you nations from every side and assemble there, bring down your warriors. O Lord, let the nations be roused. Let them advance into the valley of Jehoshaphat for there I will sit to judge all the nations on every side. Swing the sickle for the harvest is ripe. Come, trample the grapes for the winepress is full and the vats overflow. So great is their wickedness. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near. In the valley of decision, the sun and moon will be darkened and the stars no longer shine. The Lord will roar from Zion and thunder from Jerusalem. The earth and the sky will tremble, but the Lord will be a refuge for his people, a stronghold for the people of Israel. Blessings for God's people. Then you will know that I, the Lord, your God, dwell in Zion, my holy hill, Jerusalem will be holy, never again will foreigners invade her, and that day the mountain will drip new wine, the hills, the hills, um, sorry, I was just letting Lawrence in, so, then I will know that I, the Lord your God, dwell in Zion at my holy hill, Jerusalem will be holy, never again will foreigners invade her, and that day the mountains will drip new wine, and the hills will flow with milk, and the ravines of Judah will run with water, a fountain would flow out of the Lord's house and will water the valley of Acacias. But Egypt will be desolate, Edom a desert waste, because of violence done to the people of Judah and whose lands they shed innocent blood. Judah will be inhabited forever and Jerusalem through all generations. Their blood guilt, which I have not pardoned, I will pardon. The Lord dwells in Zion. reflect on that Joel chapter 2 verse 18 and we stopped at chapter 3 verse 21 what stood out to you what inspiration do we get from this passage and what type of instructions do we get from this passage
2: Um, I would say quickly um, that this is powerful to recognize that the words God's word doesn't return void you can see the reflection of his promises to this day from a historical perspective.
0: Amen. Amen. Yes. It all throughout this uh, passage, we we really see how God's word is being fulfilled. And we see how the nation of Israel actually has come back. And then if we look at, like you've seen the historical perspective on this too, um, how God has kept his promises and sometimes we don't recognize that. And I think that ties into what we were talking about, rest, because if we don't there's there's times where we miss what God is doing because we don't sit back and observe what he did or what he is what he is doing. You know? Um so that's really important. I know we're running out of time right now, but I think that's very important that we remember that we take our rest is a time for us to observe what God is doing and to realize that in our rest, we are being restored and that we are also um, realizing that we're not slaves. You know, God gave the Israelites that day of rest when they were out in the desert, you know, saved from Egypt. He's like, I'm about, I'm changing your whole culture you know and when you were in Egypt you were working like a slave you didn't have no rest you wasn't recognizing that I was God you know Pharaoh was your god you were serving Pharaoh but now you're serving me and I'm showing you how to restore your humanity I'm showing you how to be free and uh, that's something powerful because America we take a lot from the Judeo Christian that's our foundation and we always talk about freedom, you know, <laughs> the scripture says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, you know, and so if we don't recognize God, we can have no liberty because we think we're, we're own gods. We think we have to make everything happen, you know, but we're not. And so we're free because we believe in God. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I get an Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. Um, was there <laughs> any other thoughts before we close out in prayer? All right. Well, well. <laughs> Let's close in prayer. <sighs> Dear Heavenly God, even as I hear the cry of a baby right now, and you know that's how our cry is, Lord. We're crying out to you just like we read in Psalms, Lord, that vulnerability. Lord, uh, you created us. You formed us in our mother's womb. You know what we need even before we need it. All you ask is that we listen and trust you, that we take our time to rest in your word. Stop striving. Stop running after things that you haven't attended for us, Lord. All you're telling us is to walk with you step by step, and you're going to get us to that destination. So Lord, we rest in your word. We put your word as a priority, as number one, because it directs all the other areas of our life, Lord. On your word, we base our hope, Lord. We put our trust. That's what makes us different. You give us a different look, a different way, a mental attitude. Not just the words we speak, but what's on our heart, the position of our heart, Lord. So, God, I just pray right now that we retain and remember this and as we go through our test today that our the position of our heart be in worship be in rest be in joy because of what you have already done not the rest in the works of our hand but the work rest in the works of your hand Lord what you have done knowing that Jesus has paid it all knowing that Jesus is our salvation knowing that this life is not it that there is something greater coming. And with that said, Lord, we can inspire those around us to live boldly, to live without fear, to live without hesitation, to go forward in power of what the Spirit is informing us to do. Oh God, we just thank you and we praise you. Cleanse our hearts and and our imaginations so that we live out this life that you called us to live, Lord. And we'll be forever giving you glory and praise because you live in our hearts and you live in zion In those praises we praise you and we give you glory in jesus name we
3: pray amen thanks for joining word in 3d Hosea 4 6 says my people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge i also reject you as my priest because you have ignored the law of your god i also ignore your children so our purpose is to promote the knowledge of God so people will not be destroyed. Word of 3D is supported by generous gifts and listeners like you. We would like to thank God for all our supporters. Adam Takita, Shannon Joe Lewis, Eddie and Mina Jones, Jody and Dan Mayhew, Aaron Payone Scott, Sophia Williams, Troy Olson, David Kamara, Jesse Miller, Nehemiah Tracy, Charles Mays, and Katie Randall. And for those who give but don't want to be mentioned, but you know who you are. God bless. This is Word in 3D. Go deep.